0: Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, welcome to our podcast, Flip It and Reverse It. My name is Jasmine, and I am joined here today with...
1: Barnaby Jones.
0: And this is a show where we force our interests upon one another, and sometimes other people besides each other. Oh my gosh, I'm Dr. Seuss. Ayo. Um, So today, I'm in charge, and we are going to be talking about Rodgers and Hammerstein, the iconic Duno, Duno, Duo. Duo. Duo! And I am going to be forcing Barnaby to listen to a handful of songs. We are going to review them and kind of introduce him into the world of the golden age of musical theater, and we will be joined by By our wonderful, lovely guest, Maisie Gospoderic.
1: Yes. Yes. And
0: we had so much to say when we were talking to Maisie, because we are all just absolute fans of Rodgers and Hammerstein that we decided to break it up a little bit for you. So we're going to actually be releasing this uh, episode as a three-parter.
1: This will be a three-part little mini-sode, so they'll all be three short episodes, because normally our episodes are kind of like hour-long-ish. They're like Netflix episodes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Great content, though. You subscribe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. know, bitch. you so, subscribe. The format will be a little bit different today, but we'll be right back with our first segment.
0: Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on Flip It, Reverse It. And guess what? We have a very, very special guest here today.
1: Very Arnie- special.
0: It's not Barnaby. Barnaby's here, but he's not special. We've met him before. He's been on before. He's, he's becoming a regular at this point. Uh, might start having yeah. to cut him off, honestly. Nothing new. Nothing new. We're getting close. I can I can talk sassy to him. I would never, ever talk sassy to my guest today because she is uh, an elite, wonderful, incredible musician and also intelligent person and friend of mine. And um, she, I, she's a star, a celebrity, not just somebody who used to be my roommate. <laughs> um, she's well above us. The beautiful, the elite, the tall, gorgeous Amazonian, the most
2: stupendous, Maisie Gospoderic. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Thank you, Jasmine. I know everybody was pretty sure you were about to say Meryl Streep, but um, I think I'm a good runner-up, so. How about Mary
0: Maisel Streep
2: yeah, sure. Derek? Sure, Streep for Derek. Streep Derek. <laughs> that works, right? Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: Maisie has joined us today because uh, we are going to be reviewing Rogers and Hammerstein, and I actually let Maisie pick which episode she wanted to do. I had a list about four or five Options that were all musical related because that's what I'm torturing Barnaby with this season is musicals, baby. I, I am far from tortured. Thank you. Uh, Very far
1: from tortured.
0: You, you're playing nice now in front of the lady, but uh it's torture. I all I have a chain and whips while I like can listen. It's it's not just listening. This
1: okay, this time. is a family friendly podcast. What you've gotten close, Barnaby.
0: Huh? <laughs> uh but, Uh, Maisie, I want to give you just a chance to tell us about your background and your hopes and dreams and your love of Roger and Hammerstein and uh, why you're qualified to talk about them.
2: Well, (laughs) absolutely. I kind of think that most people are qualified to talk about Rogers and Hammerstein because whether you know it or not, you probably are actually... Pretty familiar with one or both of them in one context or another. I think, as yeah, as Barnaby will discover tonight, no. there are maybe some songs that he didn't even know were old R and H, but absolutely are. Um, I am a Well, an aspiring actor, I suppose. I've been in a bunch of musicals. I've been in cabarets with the lovely Jasmine. And we've both sung Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yeah,
0: we did a whole Rodgers and Hammerstein-themed
2: Theme show. Probably,
0: perhaps even our first introduction to many of the songs that made us fall in love with them.
2: Absolutely. I also um, helped write a parody song that Rift on all the towns in montana using rogers and hammerstein songs so
0: that's right that you did that was um was that in what was that too was that kansas city no that can't be right
2: you know it was a few so it was we did it at the opera house in phillipsburg but we did you know um oklahoma the title song from the musical oklahoma we did it we changed it to anaconda so it was that's anaconda, right. which is pretty hilarious. Um, <laughs> and, and there was a ton of other ones too. So, yeah, you could say I'm kind of an expert, but. Uh, connoisseur, savant.
1: She dabbles. <laughs> I dabble.
2: I dip my toe in that
0: pie,
2: baby. Hold
0: back. Um, that's my newest phrase dipping toes in pies because it's great. Um, yes. And delicious. It's not that great, to the <laughs> echoing silence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we'll um kind of mosey on forward into the point of this episode. Uh, basically, what I've been doing is introducing Barnaby into the world of musical theater by doing slight musical reviews of different composers and artists. We did Andrew Lloyd Webber already, as you may remember, and now yes. we are going to be divulging into Rodgers and Hammerstein. But Before we get into the iconic duo that is Rogers and Hammerstein, gotta give them a little credit because they were both already a little bit famous before they started working together. So we listened to a couple of their songs from musicals that they wrote with other people before they found each other due to one of them dying. Their partners died, which is sad. Do you think he ever would have
2: met Hammerstein?
0: Do you think uh, Rogers would have ever met Hammerstein if
2: Hart hadn't died? I'm not sure. So, like, yeah, as you may know, Barnaby, um, Rogers was in a duo called Rogers and Hart, which, you know, that those names sound familiar together. I think probably, yes, because everything I've read about Hart tells me that he was talented, but not particularly motivated, and he was also a heavy mm-hmm. drinker. So I think that um, Rogers was kind of... He was just more skilled than Hart was, and he might have moved on from it eventually, but the death was pretty tragic and he did write Oklahoma the same year that Hart died with Hammerstein yes it didn't take him long about it I know he's
1: like okay
2: and the marriage is annulled all right <laughs> exactly so yeah probably but still they wrote some great stuff and um Barnaby will be introduced to one of those songs yeah,
0: so uh, Barnaby doesn't know this because Barnaby's musical history before this is very limited, so he has never heard of Rodgers and Hart, I guarantee. Have you heard of Rodgers and Hart, Barnaby?
1: I have not, but I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> I am ready. So,
2: Freaking game. And
0: then, so Rodgers and Hart, and then also uh, Hammerstein wrote a bunch of different music with a ton of different uh, people. Uh, the song that we're listening to, he wrote with Jerome Kern. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for your information, Barnaby, <laughs> uh, Old Man River is the song that we listen to by Hammerstein and Kern, and that is from the 1927 hit musical, Showboat. Mm. Bow, bow, bow.
1: Wait, and there was it, musicals so... in 1927?
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: I thought oh, they were still having darling. silent pictures back then.
2: Oh, well, that's there the movie stages. theater. Yeah, it's the stage. The stage, darling, don't you know? Don't well, you know the vaudeville house? Um, for
1: for the audience at home, I hope you all realize that this is my limits of knowledge at this moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. He does not know the vaudeville house. It's fine. Um, so, uh, Barnaby, since you are the, uh, the least uh, experienced and have the least amount of preconceived notions, opinions, and or things that people have told you about this song, I should what obviously your... go last. <laughs> no. Know, what was your
1: overall first impression
0: of Old Man River? Did it make fire you? Did you think it was good? Did you think it was rotten? Do you care?
1: I was having a really hard time picking out the words. The man has such a deep voice
2: oh. that mm-hmm. Paul Robeson mm-hmm. eat me up. Damn.
1: I was having voice envy. I was like, you know, if my voice was that deep, maybe, maybe. But then it was giving me a hard time understanding what was all being said. But I was trying to follow along the best that I could. I just was able to pick out that the man was having a really hard day at work. (laughs) And I understand that completely because, you know, sometimes work is hard and sometimes you just got to sing about it.
2: Absolutely. I,
1: can we have so I,
0: be the official description of Old Man River for all time? Yeah. Man, he's having a, hard a bad day. At work. day. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh, Barnaby that is I love that so much. It just made my heart smile.
1: Well, um, I was thinking to myself, what would Chris Rock say? And oh. I think that's what he would say. The man had a hard day at work. End of discussion. <laughs>
2: I actually agree with that 100% that Chris Rock would have said that. So congratulations, Barnaby, for that.
1: You're, you're welcome. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh. Overall, though, I liked the song. I, Even though I wasn't able to follow along with it 100%, what I was able to make out, I was definitely getting a good vibe from. And I felt yeah. like it was something that I should listen to again and maybe a little bit closer to the speaker because maybe i'm getting old now but like i was having a hard time hearing what he was saying you know or maybe
0: just hearing. listen to like some hack sing it who can <laughs> reverberate with the sound of a thousand mountains in his deep gorgeous voice paul robinson
1: yeah um, exactly the voice the voice was deep oh my gosh
0: i can't even pretend old man river that's my first impression it's terrible (laughs) it's pretty good though i think i'm I'm... up an octave from him (laughs) seriously Um, you is so
2: so impressive
0: Maisie. do you want to talk about how you feel about this song maybe feeling a little bit of the backstory of the song and show
2: yeah that's a lot of pressure no i i think i'm happy to i don't know we'll see how good a justice i do it but um so, yeah, as you said, this musical was released in 1927. And actually, the film version came out in 1951, so a long time later. But um, it's pretty interesting. The song itself, I love. Um, when I first watched this version, I was, like, actually brought to tears. But I'm I'm a person who loves musicals, so, you know, you shouldn't feel bad, Barnaby, because it doesn't take a lot to set me off. But, um
0: no, neither.
2: No. Waterworks. The musical itself is really racially charged. Um, there's like it takes place in the south. There's a discussion, you know, of black versus white. And um so the Old Man River is it's kind of, you know, supposed to be from the perspective of a black man. So if you're listening to it again with the context of like the South and the racial politics in your brain that'll probably you know add to what you're listening to. But there's just one line where he says, "I'm tired of living and scared of dying." and um I think that that is Ugh. brilliant, just brilliant. And that's actually um Kern, who was the lyricist because Rogers was a composer, so he wrote the music, which is equally beautiful. Mm-hmm. But when you're just looking at words there, I it really gets me good. So um I think it's a fantastic song, but again, I'm sort of a nerd, so you don't have to feel bad, Barnaby. You know Yeah, no,
0: when he hits those notes going up to I'm tired of living but I'm scared of dying. Yeah. Like, and it's the first time he even hits like not just like that low rumble grumble and it's like Oh, it just breaks your heart. Absolutely. I almost like when we were listening to it, I like stopped it right after he finished. And I'm like, and that's all you really need to know. Yeah, exactly. Um.
1: <laughs> well, right. to be fair, to be fair, I think that I should listen to each of these songs maybe twice just to be fair, because, you know, just to give some context to the people at home, I Absolutely. was standing in front of the in front of the oven and I was cooking chicken <laughs> while I was listening to this song. So there was also <laughs> some crackling coming from the frying pan. So I'm not being fair to the situation right now. Okay, I apologize to Old Man River. I was cooking chicken. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't doing this the justice that it needed.
2: Damn. That's okay.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, nice little wrap up on the show. Not only does it touch on the racial charge between you know uh, blacks and whites, uh, it also charges on interracial dating
2: Mm -hmm. um
0: which is like the first time that had really ever been addressed in a musical rogers and hammerstein and rogers and hammerstein's together and separate to attack a lot of issues in race and culture differences and stuff like that and they also tried to like present things in their musical that wasn't always necessarily happy and cheery and kind of would portray a bit of a darker side of things, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you often, and the time you had a lot of vaudeville and a lot of just musical comedy and a lot of lighthearted musicals, but they, um, you know, they have in this musical uh, a white man who is with an African-American woman and they basically get tracked down because people are so upset about it to break them up. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, They only got tracked down.
0: uh, I think so. Right. They don't, Because they're able to get away with it. They, like, scheme up some sort of a plot to get away with it.
2: Yeah, I don't think anybody dies.
1: Um, They're lucky that uh, the uh, clan didn't burn a cross in their front yard. Yeah, well, you do remember
2: (laughs) it is a musical. And I think that the interracial couple is not the only component of this musical there's um, no. there's another gal who falls in love with a dude who's a gambler and so he loses a bunch of money so the interracial couple is actually sort of a secondary component which is sort of a common theme in musicals to have two true you know kind of two romantic couples and one's uh, the primary one's the secondary and so um, and because it is a musical they tend to end happily uh particularly yes this era of musicals it's you know even if that's not completely accurate they're like and great big showstopper number at the end it all works and we're good exactly
0: the the (laughs) really problematic thing about not this musical but the movie version of this musical eventually the uh 1951 uh with Ava Gardner is that they (laughs) they cast a white woman in the role that's supposed to not be a white woman yeah and they had and this is the really cringy part they had lena horn who is an african-american woman who has a gorgeous voice singing yep. vocals and had ava gardner dub it over
2: yep exactly <laughs> so
0: just awful like you're literally taking away the whole point um yep. not the whole point but a large point of it you know
2: yeah but, like, uh, West Side Story, they did the same thing with, um, what's-her-face, uh, uh, she died on that boat, and Christopher Walken was there, what's-what's-her-name? Na- what? <laughs> the actress in West Side Story. Titanic! Was Christopher what? Walken there for that? No? <laughs> no! <laughs> oh my god, sorry. I'm sorry, it's escaping me here. Uh, it's... Is... Um, good lord.
0: It's okay, Macy. We'll this live. Is, I know. But
2: whatever. What
0: there were some there were some problems there too.
2: But Natalie Wood, that's, Natalie for, Wood. that's, that's nice. we
0: gotta save that for like the Sondheim show the it's episode true. or something.
2: Completely different true. episode. But I just meant that they Natalie Wood is white and they pretended she was Puerto Rican. So yes. Thank you, Hollywood, for that. Per, per perfect
1: yeah. um so
0: i think that kind of wraps up does anyone else have any parting thoughts for the old man the river i don't not think I. so all right so we'll move on to something a little more light-hearted a little bit of a song called the lady is a tramp not disney we're talking before disney <laughs> not the lady and the tramp the lady is a tramp and this is an old rogers and hart classic um we watched was frank sinatra singing it in uh the movie adaptation of pal joey but i believe it was originally written for the um musical babes in arms absolutely if i'm yep that's correct a lot of these old songs especially like cole porter songs and things like that a lot of these songs were written and then reused and recycled in many many musicals yeah like uh what's that one song um can't remember it but they they just recycle them because a lot of them are very
2: generic and could be plugged into a lot of plot lines. Yeah, they do so, the same thing. In particular. Um, with the movie musical version of Cinderella, which is Rogers and Hammerstein, but they um there's a yes. song called Falling in Love with Love, which is from the boys from Syracuse, which is a Rogers and Hart musical, and they took that song and put it in Cinderella. So yeah, movies will do that a lot. They also just mix songs on occasion. They just take out songs that oh, they don't yeah. think are great for the film, so
0: Work smarter, not harder. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how did you feel about first impressions of this? Uh, I was actually going to ask you if you knew who sang it, but I gave it away. Darn it! Did you know that was Frank Sinatra, Bonnaby Jones?
1: Oh, you're going to be first again?
0: Yeah. Oh, man,
1: this is terrible news. You
0: haven't... I just talked, and she just talked, and you haven't talked in a while.
1: Bruno. I... I am letting better minds prevail here. I... Um, <laughs> I did know, recognize Frank Sinatra. I recognize his face and his voice, primarily. I am not that much of a noob, but that's not saying much, because everyone knows who Frank Sinatra is. Plus, to be fair, fair. there is a picture of him in Owls and Vicks next to the pool table, and I've spent a lot of time there. So let's just be fair.
0: Um, Staring long <laughs> at Frank Sinatra's beautiful pale blue eyes.
1: I have spent a lot of time by that pool table, guys. I used to play a lot of pool. Um, yes, I love this song. To be honest with you, I um, love Hooray! everything about Frank One for Sinatra. Rogers,
2: zero for Hammerstein.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. This is my type of music. I could probably listen to this on repeat for like an hour straight. I love this type of music um so yes I was definitely um enjoying it even though I wasn't entirely sure what exactly was going on in the plot I think that's kind of like one of the limitations of just listening to a song without watching it in the play because I don't exactly know what's always going on in context of the moment so I was just judging the song by itself which I feel like kind of limits it a little bit
0: Absolutely. Well, to my understanding of at least the the one we were watching, the clip from Pal Joey, it's just a guy who's got two different girls and, oops, he's got to pick
2: one. Not much of a plot um, there. Well, uh, it's kind of interesting because um, he's sort of an anti-hero, which doesn't happen all the time. Usually your main character is, you know, handsome, strong, the guy you want to be, but Joey's, uh, I don't know, a heel, if you will. He's He kind of likes a girl who's pretty poor. She's a chorus girl, but then he wants to start a club for himself. And so he kind of seduces a wealthy widow and he has to pick between the two of them. And so it comes down to, is he going to pick love or is he going to pick the woman who can fund his pipe dream? And I think uh, he goes for neither of them. <laughs> he
1: doesn't I, yeah, pick I love. I have
2: watched
0: it in a very long time.
1: Yeah. Couldn't make a decision, huh?
0: No. It's but very after- millennial of him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, hey, no, Political commentary on this podcast,
1: mister. It's not political. <laughs>
2: generational commentary, then. <laughs> it is generational for sure. But actually, Hi, wait, so hey. the original version of the song, like um, Jasmine said, is from Babes in Arms, and it's actually two women who sing it. It's a female duet, and they're kind of they're making class of or making fun of upper class society, so
1: um, which is very easy to do.
2: Context, yeah. Different, so yeah, whole it's different. Context different. To the song, yeah. So it's kind of funny that you said like it's harder when you don't know the context, but for this song, well, there are a lot of musical songs like that. If you look up Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, they sing so many musical numbers that are just plain good tunes, and people love to hear them, and so they could be taken out of context like that.
1: Indeed. Definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: And I've always known that Barnaby had a taste for the jazz, for the kind of
1: that Ooh. you know, he he's got Frank Sinatra on his eyes. Is eye that a double entendre? He, uh...
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> hey, we are not
0: a couple, okay? Ooh. I don't even know you, strange man. Indeed. We're we're still we're still keeping this facade up, right? Of course. I don't date a na- man named Barnaby. Why would I date a na- man named Barnaby? Ooh, gross. I mean your name's fine. <laughs> um um anyways fourth wall broken uh shattered so yeah that's uh the uh ever interchangeable uh lady is a tramp did you have some uh thoughts i I was really listening to this and i just like the lyrics are so cute and kitschy but it's really like only a handful of lyrics and it just repeats
1: it's a pop Um, song
0: but they're they're it is kind of a pop
2: song Uh, yeah you're right yeah. I um you got to keep it catchy. Yeah. I have a special attachment to this song because I performed it when I was a senior in high school as a duet Ooh. with my friend for um music festival and we actually we based it off the um Lady Gaga version. She sings it in a duet. What? Yeah, she does. It's really fantastic. You should you should look it up. But she does it with um Tony uh Tony yes. Bennett. Um. So they sing together. They have a whole CD out
0: together. My aunt Kaja was nuts about it back in whenever that came out, like two thousand. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So that um, (laughs) so she sings it with him. And Lady Gaga actually, she went to Juilliard. She has a really classical background, so it's really fun to hear her in Mm -hmm. this different context. Um, but yeah. So I have a I have a fond connection to this song I think but you're right it is cute it's kitschy it's kind of silly I think it's supposed to be that kind of number where it's sort of just fun to watch the pretty girls or pretty man dance you know what I mean and sing so <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely I uh, one quick question for you about your uh, state experience because I know I when the one year that I was a senior and I picked a musical theater song because I was just like totally ignoring everything that everybody was telling me to not do that because the music
2: festivals don't like you to do it did you guys make it to state we did make it to state actually but i will oh, say um Just kidding. we did not sing it in the style of musical theater we sang it as a jazz piece 100 percent. so like what you heard uh, that okay. say, we really sang it that way because um well i was lucky enough my choir teacher he he used to direct like huge jazz choirs in the midwest like the best he was like top of the ladder there so he really was able to guide us in the right direction but you're right I don't think that I ever straight up sang a musical theater song it was mostly classical cusping on sometimes you can get away with musical theater if it's early like we're going to listen to a few more songs yeah that are operatic in sound and a judge is going to be way more behind that than a musical theater song in a belty way. Totally, um, yeah. They were
0: not on board for Andrew Lloyd Webber.
2: <laughs> which still. one did you sing? Um,
0: with One Look.
2: Nice, okay.
0: From Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> I don't know if you know that one, because it's weird.
2: No, I do know it's um, pretty controversial, actually. You didn't even go for something, like... Within my age yeah. range? <laughs> I mean, it's fine. What? When, you're, it's when cool. you're 15, there's not really a song in your age range anyway, so, you know.
0: No. <laughs> No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, any parting thoughts about this lady who is a tramp? No. That's radio silence. I'm going to take that as a hard <laughs> note. You had your five seconds. Um, so we're going to take a small break here because we need to uh, check out our next two songs. And we'll be back in a second here to talk about a song from Oklahoma and a song from Carousel. We'll see you all in a minute. <laughs> everybody so we're doing these minisodes and we realized we don't have a break in our recording but we still want to play our games so we're gonna play our games so we're coming at you right now with a little segment we like to call rumor mill
1: the rumor mill so our rumors today are all surrounding will smith
0: good very on topic uh he's been in the rogers and hammerstein show
1: as uh, I don't
0: think so. I don't know. No. I cannot attest to that one it's, way or the other.
1: It's all right. We're all about being random here. The first rumor is that apparently Will Smith is being eyed to be in the new Fantastic Four movie. As they haven't said. The Rock man. I'd hope not. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully the color vi- him CGI. You know, hopefully the villain. He's never been the villain before.
0: Ever? That can't be true.
1: Think about it hold up during another break but think about it he's never been the villain before so moving along apparently also will smith is thinking about coming back with tommy lee jones for a men in black five why no why that's
0: not necessary that's not real that's dumb
1: that's very much a rumor in the rumor mill
0: the rumor mill can suck it on that one okay they're just like will smith he's a hot topic let's hot take him
1: Third and final Will Smith rumor is apparently Bad Boys Four is now in development. So, let's go. All I'm trying what? to say is that it didn't movie didn't do that well. Do you know it how it grossed? Did it got like four hundred million dollars at the box office?
0: Damn.
1: It was the most highest grossing one of the three. <laughs> it was the oh, highest y'all highest grossing January release in a number of years.
0: Stat man,
1: hey, they're all weird stats. That's Mm -hmm. honestly, that's fair. I
0: feel which one are you most excited for? Which one are you least excited for?
1: Final, uh, final rumor mill, rumor edition. It's not a Will Smith one, but apparently, the Birds of Prey movie did not do as good at the box office as they thought it was going to. It's out and it's been (laughs) out for a few weeks. Oops, and apparently they are thinking about potentially replacing margot robbie what? as harley quinn and i was so upset about are you this. kidding
0: me it's like one of the few characters they've got that actually has been doing pretty decently that's what
1: i said it's not her fault that they have oh terrible gosh. marketing
0: dude terrible. they literally cannot figure their stuff anything out. out any of it whoever's
1: running their movies should not have a job They are a prime, you know, like, reason why, you know, just because you have an important job does not mean you deserve an important job. True. Truth.
0: Sometimes you got connections.
1: Sometimes you just sad.
0: Sometimes you sad. Sometimes you take vitamin D.
1: So the only thing that I'm really excited for out of all the things I just said is Bad Boys 4.
0: Of course you are.
1: Of course I am. Because what are we even talking about here? Have you seen these movies? Oh my god. Have you seen them? I mean, I'm not as excited as I am to see Fast and Furious 9. No. Okay. But still. <laughs> you know what? I'm
0: not excited about any of it. And this segment's over. You can't keep bringing Fast and Furious into my musical
1: episodes. They're going Damn it. to space.
0: <laughs> They're not going <laughs> to space. It's so
2: dumb. If they go to space, I'm going to be so mad. Okay, that's it. We're done.
0: That is our show for today. Thanks for tuning in to our mini sode of Flip It and Reverse It. My name is Jasmine Sherman. You can find me on Instagram at the Real Jasmine Sherman. Where can they find you, Barnaby?
1: On Instagram at the why not page that is ask underscore why underscore not as in ask why not come check us out
0: also we have a flip it and reverse it instagram page at flip it and reverse it Kia, get on there to keep up to date with all of our new episodes what's going to be coming out where to find it etc
1: asterisk it's actually at flip it and reverse it podcast
0: well f me in my side of my nose i messed it all
1: up all up in the armpit
0: (laughs) no not the armpit the nose Come on, get it straight. Um, You're going to F me. You're going to F me right. Uh, I didn't cuss, so you can't get mad at me. Ha, ha, ha.
1: If you thought any of that was funny, please do not give us a four-star review. me.
0: Tell me I'm funny. We
1: only want five-star reviews, so please subscribe and give us five stars.
0: Yeah, rate us, review us. Five-star uh, rate us, etc. I am a robot. Er, 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 give me stars. Uh, yeah, so make sure that you give me your final thought of the day, Barnaby. What's your final thought of the day?
1: My final thought of the day is, since we have two more of these, I'll give my final thought of the day after but, you no, the third you, one. You
0: can't you can't be holding out like that i'll give one you know what i'll be nice my final thought of the day is don't be trying to bring a flask into public places i can see you i'm not dumb you can go an hour without drinking get a life you suck and we're done you're basic you're basic